0: Welcome to the ADCC portion of Verbal Tap this week. Raph, I feel like we watched it together virtually. Through Mm. you had a director. Your stuff Uh looked profesh over at the grappling hour. I called in and I was screened. I was like, whoa, hey, CBS, I'm his friend. Let me in. I felt like the (laughs) bouncer. I was like, can I see some ID? It's like, look, my mic's plugged in. I came ready. So, did get patched through, but only after I uh, went through the screener. Is this the crew was excellent? So, compliments to you all. How did you get the band together?
1: Threatening. Perfect. Um, I don't know, dude. The thing that makes me uh, very excited about this process is I knew. That in order for it to work, it couldn't be like the grappling hour where it's just me producing and switching the cameras and doing all of that. Because when you're watching an ADCC for eight hours, I'm not sure you really want to see me look at my manual and go, wait, how do I slide? <laughs> I think if I control R. Hey, everybody, Buchecha <laughs> did really well. Control R. No, and shift. Fuck. Okay. So I just said, let me concentrate on being a host. And I gotta tell you, Kevin, <laughs> even then, I still don't even get to be a full host because shit happens, and there's You're stuff that happens behind promoter the
0: scenes. And like, uh, hey, well,
1: you know, I mean, things were happening, and like, it's just, I don't want to get into the details of everything that was going on, but like, there were a couple times when I was looking at the camera, and I would just go, if only you guys knew what was going on here. And uh but that's the beauty of live TV. So uh, I was very excited. But yes, the the crew that I had, Octavio, our director, Dane Grace, uh, my co-commentator for the majority of the show. And then, of course, Terry Swift, Grace, his wife, two for the price of one can't beat him. And the reason why I picked these three people, she rocked, is the following. I need people who aren't just good at what they do but who can read my face. For example, there were times when I would turn to Dane and he would go, you need to go eat, don't you? And I'm like, mm hmm And then there are times where Octavio, having been a training partner of mine for over, what, six years or so, is like, yeah, fool, like, I think you need to use the restroom now. And I was like, I do. Thank you, Octavio. And Terry, this is the most important one, who could give a look at me and be like, Hey, Raph, we need to get a guest in here. And I'm like, oh, you're talking to my producer heart. Thank you. So it was great. And she was screening people. And this is the hardest part for me is that when I was trying to prep people who were guesting on the show, I said, hey, you're talking to me up until Friday. Saturday, it's going to be someone who has their shit together and is helping me. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, no problem. I'll remember that. And then when they would go, hey, Raph, fuck you. And she goes, nah, nah. Mm-mm. Oh, hell no. And they go, oh, it's Terry. Oh, hi, Terry. <sighs> uh,
0: this is uh, Star-Lord here. I'll stop screaming. But yes, we were very
1: fortunate. And there was a lot to talk about from this year's ADCC. We did so uh, for about a good 16 hours. And you would assume that we exhausted all of those topics. Mm, no, we didn't. There's still plenty we talked about because, as a producer in my brain, I definitely was making mental notes on. Mm, I'm going to save that one for verbal tap. I'm going to save that one for Kevin. Mmm, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> on takes? It's a little bit on takes or um, just
1: futuresque ideas. I don't. Know. Again, I'll say this till I'm in my grave. When we talk about the amazing production that this show had. It is pretty hilarious because uh, WWE Raw is about to display their new set that they're taking from city to city. Okay. It's basically like a half pipe that's essentially a giant LD screen that they can do whatever the fuck they want to. It's massive. It's amazing. And I was like, yeah, we're still a new sport. But we're trying. You're so
0: so close to having one of those electric boards. Yeah, exactly. So that's on our side.
1: However, the one thing I said was they said they spent over a million dollars on this. I would like to say the money might have been better spent getting us a hologram of Halio Gracie welcoming us to the show. I think that would have been helpful. I think that would have been a good use of our money.
0: I. I happily would have even donated i tried to find the twitch to give you the monies but i wasn't watching on twitch <laughs> i know so i just gave you
1: the thumbs up <laughs> i mean it's almost money but isn't that what they do on twitch isn't that the whole point of twitch is you just go on there and you go i'm playing a video game and i'm going into the legends of zelda's house give me money and then people go here's 20 bucks and i go how the fuck did they just give them 20 dollars for doing nothing
0: this is america Capitalism wins. I I will say cast wise, you also the backdrop was fucking awesome. And you know, cast wise, you could have replaced a few of the hosts with some better people, but otherwise it was pretty good.
1: <laughs> I have to say, my favorite note was there was an extended period of time where I had to be off camera for a little bit, and I gave a note and it was almost a breaking cage of a case of emergency note. But I looked at Terry and <laughs> she just goes, Do you want me to call Kevin? I go, Call Kevin, he'll know what to do. <laughs> like it was you're in my emergency content. <laughs> like <laughs> I was in the process of dying and I go, The show must go on, Kevin was housed out.
0: Yeah, that's my I went by minute nine, I was like, <laughs> I am really running out of fashion commentary. <laughs> And coincidentally, the funniest fucking part to me is when the, he came out in blue, <laughs> Duarte, he came out, they really, <laughs> they finally embraced it, the fucking absolute, it was like, what? I'm, hold on, alright, alright So for me
1: and you, I was very pleased, if you guys have not seen Kevin's segments, they are phenomenal, and you know, there's a lot of work that we do on the show <laughs> where Kevin usually sets up the ball for me But it was fantastic for me to sit there and I'm not going to lie. When you do it for a long period of time and you can't go anywhere and you're in hour four and then Kevin comes in and his true bitchy self and is just embracing a character. I go, you know, I could watch this all day, but Kevin knows to get in and out in five minutes and I'm okay with that. So I'm just
0: going to enjoy my five minutes of whatever this is. Day one had a lot of juice. Day two, day two was fun. And then you and I always, uh, your cast, just getting uh, to listen to us rip on each other back and forth, and mm-hmm. me complain about the fights being terrible.
1: Wait, but the thing is, you are expressing an important emotion that I think <laughs> you have to be able to say. Like, you had the choice to watch Sunday Night Football, and... You had the chance to watch the event that happens once every two years, and you go, oh, I think I'm going to just go, guys. Is that cool? Don't get me wrong. Your
0: ADCC is fun, but um, (laughs) some Sunday night fundies. Bye. Oh, my God. I could not watch Grappling for the rest of the day. They took their sweet time Sunday, and you could tell they were like, shit, we had the exact opposite problem we had yesterday. (laughs)
1: We're fucking well, way over time. The better part is always thinking, what are you doing during these intermissions?
0: What are you doing? Well, I, no, it's a fucking... We want an answer. What are you doing? You know what we they were doing in China? Mm. Dancing. Mm-hmm. Giving us a display of local modern culture. This is LA. You couldn't find a street performer? <laughs> like, what... It, so let's get into this because i do yeah. want to i want to talk about that the production was fine it was mm-hmm. it was like a normal flow grappling event with kenny florian it, it, that's and that's not a bad trick but it's not a new trick either it's something ebi has done quite frequently in fact you could say that this whole production was rather ebi-esque they had shunji on the telecast he's pretty fun in terms of hearing his brain pick apart some jiu-jitsu loved john evans and loved ish Josh Palmer, but no one was talking to people backstage. There was no like in between, there was some stuff getting released by the fighters for flow grab. Like, I just was expecting it to be like, All right, we're talking to Niggy Rodriguez. You just want a close one. What was going through your mind? Why, uh, why the strategy to keep standing and push it? And like, no one asked him many questions, nothing like that. So Enjoyed the, the, the kind of upfront, front, but it, I found myself, especially as I was going from fight to fight, not wanting to hear the prescribed or the record stuff, or so I would just tune back to to the grappling hour with some friends that were watching the fights as well, which is kind of the fun part. They did do comments.
1: us a couple solids. Number one solid was charging everybody 145 for the year. Because when I saw that, I go, uh-oh, we're getting people watching us instead. Because if I'm somebody who's a casual grappling fan and goes, yes, I would love to hear more about this DCC, tell me 145 bucks, you can go fuck yourself. No, thank you. So we we had a moment with that where I just kind of laughed. And at the same point, you're talking about the production value. I think the hardest thing that they're trying to figure out is how to make everything go into a vertical, a.k.a. How do you get your backstage interviews to be in a similar program without losing the audience that you would want to come to your Instagram page for news? And so they're in a bind, I think, in terms of combining all of these things because – it would be nice to get some of those backstage moments. I thought that's the whole reason you go to Kenny. And- they turned Kenny into your Bob Costas, and I thought at some point <laughs> they were gonna be like, "Oh, hey!" And speaking of Bob Costas, I thought that was actually the one place you should have put Keenan, because he would have been away from the audience.
0: Oh man, that's funny. But normally uh, you're I, he to did look. They that. did have him in that Bob Costas spot. I actually dug where he was. I didn't know if that was. I didn't. It was just like, okay, why Kenny Florian? I'm curious. Maybe. I thought Josh Palmer, like, does this specifically. Well, you want a face that you recognize,
1: so I think <laughs> I get okay. it. And he's been on TV a lot, and he's been really working hard at being that person. I Did don't you know that just... he cares. Okay, so uh, let's
0: – I'm picking it apart because I have some questions. Okay, then Friday night when you don't have – let's say that. Okay, I buy into that okay. strategy. K K-Flo, okay. And K-Flow's good. He's good. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's, I don't wanna, he kind of knows who, what's going on and who's going on. He was like that's two footlock victories like he was just said, like that's his
1: <laughs> oh, no. 18th that.
0: punch and i was just like uh, i don't know if you want to hit that it's it's like he <laughs> wins are hard to come by that is his second both via submission even rarer hooks and it was just like why he kind of gave him like a stat and it's like well it's not an impressive stat just uh, comparatively it's like they scored one goal. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, and there was, to me, and a lot of opportunity on Friday night when they did the ballot drop. Mm-hmm. Where the f? Why aren't you talking to the fighters? Like this is the best time. They're going to be nervous. They're going to be emotional. They're gonna say something. They just saw who they're fighting. Now it's real. Like you don't want to talk to them in this moment. Like pass a mic around. Well, the guy... there
1: were there were a couple of uh, my peers who were credentialed, who were going up to the athletes. But the real magic was it on a different
0: television screen. <laughs> well,
1: well, well. The real magic of that is, and I'm I'm told this is the way it went. I think it's the way it went. I don't know for sure. So don't quote me on this part. But I think the reaction of the fighters turning around and looking at the brackets was real. I think they were not told. They might have been. But the reaction shots of those athletes are what we should have been picking up. And they should have immediately walked off and have been interviewed right then and right there. However, instead, there was a meet and greet that they were supposed to do. And I had a a viewer who responded and said, hey, Raph. Uh, By the way, the meet and greet did happen because I had video where I showed how many of those little cards they printed out that were supposed to be for autographs that were just left there. And they had all these seats. It looked like a jujitsu comic con that nobody came to. And this viewer, this audience member was saying, like, Raph, they actually did a meet and greet somewhere else. And I go, then why set this up? Like, why waste all that time and all these little cards? To do that there. In fact, the, the athletes that I ran into were very cordial in saying, like, yeah, sure, I'll take a photo with you. But nobody sat down in one of those chairs. I think I was the only person to sit down and give out an autograph. And I wasn't invited. So that tells you who really put to use that sort of setup. But I made sure, though, I was telling people, I was like, I, I really feel, because some of my friends were saying, are you going to go up and interview these people? I was like, why? What are you going to ask them? Are you excited? Do you think you're going to win? It's like these interviews are really weird, but if I had the opportunity to get them right as they were walking out and they're looking up at those things or you get their real time reactions with a camera close up on them, uh, then I think that's a way more telling piece of television. Uh, but I don't think they were actually set up to do close-ups on the athletes in that way because they just kind of did the pan and scan when they go, here
0: they are, Miss America finalists. I did dig the announcing when they were walking out to drums. I was in on that. <laughs> I was like, now we're talking. Well, they found the Meta
1: drummers. And I guess what? Care. They're probably going to get paid now.
0: Still love it. <laughs> probably. This production. I, I dug it. I dug the uh, – I felt like it was a little survivor-ish. He mm-hmm. like just had that, and the tribe has voted. Marcus Buchecha, <laughs> please join the tribal council. There, there was, was that a good amount of, and I thought you know the broadcaster did a good job. I guess I'm just kind of being critical of. I thought there was going to be a little bit more dynamicism to everything than just than just the standard, but fun ADCC in terms of fights. Well, can
1: we also discuss one thing while we before we get to the finish of this? Uh, Friday night event that they had, there is one thing that we should maybe mention. When you call it a bracket reveal, it said it was supposed to be a weigh-in. That didn't happen there. I think they had that beforehand. So instead of a weigh-in, it just became welcome to the bracket reveal, even though on the poster it said weigh-in. But welcome to the bracket reveal. And I thought, is this supposed to be like a gender reveal or something? (laughs) Like, Like what we can do maybe in the future is get a cake and all of these fighters get a piece of cake that reveals who their opponents are. Yeah, they just made weight, so they're fine. (laughs) Because every time you say a reveal, I think like, oh, they're going to shoot a balloon in the sky and they're going to find out they're having a son or daughter. Yay. Okay. (laughs) So that's what I kept thinking when they said a bracket reveal. And I'm like,
0: oh, it's a bracket. It's a girl. Your and there was they did the girls They did the guys. They didn't necessarily give us a schedule, but they did kind of passively talk about why some of the fights got the matchup. But it wasn't anything like; it was mostly just like, "Here's why he got the ranking." It was yes. bad. It was and more. It was more NCAA March Madness. Yes. Format, which is you know, cool, but we want and more of the President Obama stuff. Like, can we get somebody with some of jokes? Bakes.
1: If we can, if you are not used to being on television, a big trick big trick that they use in TV is graphics. So a good thing to do is maybe go instead of just at a desk, uh, maybe in the studio somewhere else or at a setup where you overlook like the UFC does, where they have a high top view of the rest of the event center because you could put a television there that helps you assist where they can cut back and forth between the two because there needs to be an amped up personality that keeps you there. That was not a very keep your eyes glued to the screen sort of a moment. It is one. And again, this is all constructive criticism. This is the stuff that we would tell our clients or the people that we've coached to national titles and speech. So this is really important stuff because we're talking about you're spending all of this money. So you really want to keep people interested. So don't tell me you don't want feedback at this. So, yes, one way you can do is to amplify it through graphics, but it's more than just being an explanation of why it's happening. Maybe add a third person or somebody who can help to bring that out because
0: it felt a little flat. Which I'm going to hit comma as we head to the fights.
1: Yes, please.
0: Fights did not fall flat. There was a ton of coverage and a ton of noteworthy moments. There was also a ton of draws. The big guys did not disappoint in that category as per (laughs) usual. There were some fun submissions, mostly by Gordon or Gary or the death squad. A lot of Craig Jones. Craig seems to walk his way into certain people. And then a Marcelo Garcia black belt. And he sweated out. Legacy-wise, though, New Guard kind of sweeping through pretty fantastically. And somehow, the the Absolute and Lachlan Giles, I think, steal, steal the show that Gordon Ryan would be pissed if he heard. <laughs> I think,
1: actually, Gordon is aware of it. I would tell you this. You know what was happening that day when everybody talks about all the breaks that they were taking and how long it felt like the event was dragging on just in terms of the matches being mostly going to time limits and overtimes. I mean, that's pretty normal for ADCC. So what better way to speed things up than saying who wants to die with Buchecha young Keith Kukorin, you've won the lottery because first of all, surprise, uh, but second of all, I thought that was a great moment for Keith because how often do you get a chance to roll with Bucecha if you're an up-and-coming uh, competitor? And one of the things I did tell Keith was, I was like, you know what that means is that they have faith in you. So when Kevin talks about this new guard, there's a whole bunch of young killers who are going to be able to be eligible for this next round. But that absolute 1 million percent saved. Sunday. And I think part of it was by design to create some of these obtuse matchups because, uh, you know, Gary Tonin and Edward Najmi, Edward Najmi is an amazing black belt, but Gary walks right through him. And then when you have that, then your next compelling argument is going to be, well, now it's got to be Gary versus Gordon. And let's see how that goes. And Tex Johnson, let's see if he's mad because he was allowed to eat after a couple days of not eating. And Lachlan Giles, we had a lot of people tell us. Because somebody put it and they phrased it this way, they said, "What are you? Who are you most disappointed in today?" And I go, "I don't like that question for a number of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we talking about who disappointed you the most. I don't know. Who are you? My dad." Um, so I st- I started thinking about it and I go, "Joey Gladstone from Full House." Got him. He turned. And I told people, asshole. I said, "Man, you know." The real thing that I think you could say is a disappointment but not a person is more we didn't get to see Lachlan Giles get to do his thing. And that was an expression that a lot of people seem to echo. I know Dane said it. I know a lot of our fans said it. And lo and behold, I think Lachlan Giles isn't just the Mighty Mouse of this. Lachlan Giles was the poster child of ADCC Redemption. That man went up against beasts and – sold a million more DVDs instructionals and uh, he's a very nice human being. So I I couldn't be happier for him. Um, But yes, the first day it was pretty good. Um, There was not really anything completely different about the setup. Um, You know, you saw the screens on the stage and then it just kind of looked like a regular ADCC. So that was interesting. But the matchups themselves were a mixture of, you know, ADCC points uh, being utilized within maybe just the last few seconds of uh, a number of different uh, rounds. Did you have any, though, in the prelims, though, that you looked at that you were like, damn, that match was great?
0: There were, uh, okay, prelim-wise, absolutely. I mean, Gary's matches were great. JT, I forget when he ended up... Go- he oh, His first match was super tough. I should have a bracket in front of me, because... The first rounds had some explosive new people. Everybody's energy is so high that it's, mm-hmm. I think everybody comes hot and ready to go. And damn it if Gordon doesn't just look always amazing. Like I, yeah. I did spot mm-hmm. him. I think And Nikki had a good first win, but the person who impressed me, bar none the most in prelims, is also the same person that impressed me the most throughout the tournament, Kennedy Martial. Yeah. Who submits his first opponent? He's down on points. He's pulling guard. He's doing yep. some jiu jitsu wins. It's great. On the
1: brink of getting out of the tournament within the very beginnings of the tournament.
0: And then completely turned his day around. Yep. I fucking loved it. Yep. Keith Gregorian fought a good fight. He, the kid's good. The to kid, the eventual looks, winner
1: of the tournament. He looks bigger.
0: Does Keith look bigger? I gotta yeah, start maybe bit. talking a little less shit to Keith Gregorian. <laughs> He's got a scotch larger than
1: I remember. Well, Augusto Mendez, uh, I don't know how many people had him winning the whole bracket, but I could tell you when I saw Keith pulled him first, I said, that's a tough uh, first round. That was a man who shut down a lot of Eddie Cummings' game. And it's not like Keith and Eddie Cummings are exactly the same at all, but. You know, this is a man who's savvy enough to create problems for people. And I think that's what people tune in for ADCC for. So if there's one thing that we can truly compliment about this entire process, I think it's the bracketing. I think the bracketing gave fans what they wanted. And even if they were horrified at some of them, like, oh, I don't want to see that. Um, for the most part, they were really good. The only bracket thing I would like to fix in the future is if Gary Tonin and JT Torres is another goddamn semifinal. Stop it. Call it. Make it the final. I'm I'm tired of seeing that as the semifinal. The that semifinals.
0: Yeah. The semifinals do have a way of working themselves into weird situations. This yeah. one wasn't that much beneficial, though, either. Yeah. Because uh, we're always the winners. I just fucking love watching JT and Gary fight. It's funny yep. to see someone that Gary for whatever reason, just can't submit. Uh, Wagner Rocha though, you know, did his slapping thing. Definitely hit the ass out of JT Torres in the finals. That's always fun.
1: Yeah, although JT Torres is he's all the better for it. He's one of those guys who his jiu-jitsu game is equipped to neutralize a lot of that. He doesn't let it get to his head. He doesn't you know he's focused. He's one of the fo- most focused people I've ever seen, and that's just on top of his already a great, amazing jujitsu prowess. But <clears throat> definitely great to see him uh, accomplish that. And of course, I mean, I thought one of the biggest, you know, surprises and upsets was watching the chain of reaction that happened in the women's division, of seeing like. Just when you think, like, oh, they made that look easy, then, like, two seconds later you go, oh, mate, that was even easier. Uh, Bianca Basilo making terrible work of Fionn Davies' arm was rough.
0: I did see the replay of this. I went back and found it after I was called out on air and I responded negatively. And did you see it? Ouch. I mean, fuck. And I don't know... I mean, I don't know if she's a, like a meow and she'd just be fine, but she, that would put me down for a few.
1: Well, oh, I'm sorry. I might be mixing them up at this point. Fiona Davies was going for a leg attack. I'm sorry. There was a lot of jujitsu this weekend. I, there was something I was like, "That doesn't well, sound right." Wait, it was via Mosquito's arm. There we
0: go. It was via hey. Mosquito's. Fiona Davies got submitted via the toe crank of the fucking sentry. Yes. I don't, they called it a toe hold. I was like, all right. <laughs> she wasn't holding <laughs> shit. Yes. <laughs> that was a toe crank and it can it look painful. That was just that chain of reactions
1: where I was like, oh shit, she took out Bia. That's insane. Let's go, Fionn Davies. And then all of a sudden you get in there and you see Bianca Basile go, no, me. And then you see Fionn Davies. It was just, it's an insane chain to see. And, One that's compelling to watch and hopefully one that we start to talk about more women's divisions with different weight classes. I had so many people ask me as if I'm the arbiter of any of this to be like, Raph, is there a women's division uh, for the absolute category? And I go, no, there's really not. Not to my knowledge. I'm sorry. And they go, there should be one. And I go, I have nothing to do with this. I can't even get in so i'm definitely not the person to talk to on this one i would also but- like to
0: offer a rule change vinnie yeah. magalese was injured and could not compete lucas barbosa wins bronze by default the person mm. if that happens which it does happen from time to time and we've talked about this before but this is an easy rule and i think everybody will agree the person they last beat gets their spot mm. doesn't that make sense okay okay so who did vinnie beat in the quarters well, whoever that was, you're lucky fucking day. <laughs> and if they don't want it, okay, who did who, Gordon hey. Ryan defeat in quarters? You want it? Cool. You're back in for the third spot. Gavin McFuckface, come back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's always funny to me when they don't have a match. It's like You yeah. have people that are there. Somebody wants to win bronze, come up with a fair way that if somebody gets injured... No problem. Spot filled by whoever they beat in quarters. It's
1: easy. They should have uh, the chairs from The Voice where they can turn around and be like, pss, pss,
0: pss, "Steal!"
1: I like to put Keith Kikorian in the ninety-nine plus division. Why? Why, why would you ever do that? Because we're going to do it in the absolute. Why not now? I feel um, that's one thing that you mentioned. But let's talk about some of these injuries that happen outside Whoa. of the mats, though. Oh, okay. Did you see some of these guys – and you're talking about injuries that happen to people. We're talking about the referees going, all right, let's see it happen, when the action was clearly going off of the mats. And then they said, you know what we should do? We should just reset you guys where you landed That was when we let it go on for like 20 minutes, a little too long. Like that was the kind of leeway that uh, some people could only wish for. So it's very strange. And I really wish – That we would utilize a little bit more of this technology that we have where we can film and photograph how people end when they're off the mats and maybe look at it. Because the athletes will argue and not use logic when they do it. They'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had had my hand around his throat already. So I had the rear naked choke. It was set in. "Mm Mm-hmm. You go, no, you didn't. You didn't even have their back control yet. "Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. They will lie to you like kids coming home and blaming their brother when they broke something and the parents want to punish one of you except these refs are not parents and they just go do whatever you want kids
0: I uh, this is uh damn I hate when you just make really good points because all I was gonna do was go back to Bianca Basillo <laughs> winning via toehold but they they let This is going to start a weird precedent next year because people are going to respond to the bullshit they were letting happen in the last seconds of people being in their way. It's like sometimes they were turning into half guard because it was that or they tackle Aunt Edna or well, it was probably an MMA fighter. But before they accidentally tackle someone cage side, it's just bizarre that the way they were doing that. It's like as soon as they're out of bounds, reset them. Don't let them get a position because that's what not, happened in Gabby Garcia's, and she won via yes. Kimura. But now everybody's caught up except for the super fight and the absolute bracket.
1: Well, let's let's be clear though. Did I have an immense amount of respect for one Nikki Rodriguez, who while outside of the bounds, if one might say, jumped back into bounds and was uh, trying to rear naked choke Muhammad Ali? That's so egregious that I go. Yeah, I'll allow that. That's fine. Because at the very least, he's selling it compellingly. Like, uh, yeah, look at me. I just did that. And I go, I mean, that's pretty funny. Mm, on the judging criteria, funny. This falls very high. So, come kamach. Good work. Um, when we are talking about the finals, just to kind of talk about the production the second day, because we were told the second day was going to be epic. I will give you this constructive feedback which is, I think, something that's good for the athletes. So this is a benefit. I still don't think it was the most amazing. I think it was better than what we've had before. I think it's a step in the right direction. And I think the most beneficial thing of the whole experience for athletes is is that they could look at that experience, and even though it's not there yet, they could feel what could be. And I think that's a great thing to inspire the next set of athletes because it actually made them feel like they were walking out. And half of them didn't even know how to walk out when the lights dimmed. Some of them were like, oh, fuck, am I supposed to dance? Is this pride? Like, I, don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And some embraced it. And you could really tell the difference between the two. So that's kind of how I was uh, in the process of looking at these things and saying like, all right, here's how this works. Here's how, how this works. Um, but I I could see the athletes like Keenan put on a little bit later and said like, this is amazing. And I I think just the fact that they got a little bit of love and attention and could visualize themselves there was the extra ingredient that people haven't had. So to that respect, I I feel it's great. But like, like I said, uh, WWE just debuted a new set that like makes us look like chumps.
0: I was also waiting for like a panel of five, like uh, after as the last matches were wrapping up, it's like let's go around, John Evans. What's impressed you the most? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I thought we were just gonna straight up steal what they do on Sunday. I won't put him fully out there, but I will say that
1: John Josh Palmer, w- for the what eight hours I was a commentator, uh, did tell me that he had an idea or two that he wanted to try and throw their way. And I don't want to give away his full idea. I don't – I mean I might already be in doing and telling you this. But I think that he was trying to push that way. So it's coming. But here's why I want to say thank you to all of those idiots who put me outside. You were mentioning the difference between our show and their show. And what I realized midway through was we're limited because we can't show the footage. We can't show you any of it, we did a very, very successful job of not showing you a single frame of flow grappling
0: and shooting down everyone that asked, which was every eighth post. Hey, where are the fights? And you were like, you can purchase them, or and don't nope. get me wrong, dogs.
1: <laughs> like some of those people are doing the Lord's work because sometimes you just can't have it.
0: No, I I'm get just it. Saying, I'm
1: just saying you weren't. You also weren't like spiteful. You're us like you have in to go that buy it. process. And more importantly, don't yell at me because I'm not giving it to you. I'm doing the best I can to get you right there without showing you it. So the hardest part of the whole situation, though, is that what they were limited by. And I think this is the future because we had a live stream. Brandon McCatherine had a live stream. Uh, I thought that uh, Ben Saunders uh, told me that he might have one. You know, there there were some people who are doing this fan experience, which is kind of why Kevin is giving you these notes and saying like, hey, it'd be good if you did a few more things other than just the coverage there. Because the whole reason I realized we could do what we do is, oh, they're limited by not making an interactive experience. And that's what other sports are doing. If they make you part of the show, I think that's when you start to transcend things. So... These idiots who say that I don't know what I'm talking about are, you know, maybe they have the same idea in mind, but at the very least, like, I'm just observant to see what other sports are doing and being like, it's not uncommon for them to go back on TNT like you're saying and then mention a Shaq, like, hey, Shaq, what'd you think of tonight's game? Oh man, it was so great. Shaq Daddy are loved at least three different slam dunks. Let's go to that first slam dunk. And, That's what makes it appealing. Like that's how you best integrate your athletes and individuals who are uh, color commentators to make it an inclusive experience. Not, you know.
0: They heard we need to get Shaq. (laughs) So.
1: Well, hey,
0: you know what, though? I would watch Shaq be like,
1: man, I got to say, got a lot of love for that going right. He really gets it.
0: First of all, he's obviously affordable. He's still doing those general commercials. Second, I think he does MMA now, so whatever. They might do it. Everyone's going to love it. Next year, ADCC, breaking news from Verbal Tap, they'll probably have Shaq on. So.
1: You know what, though? At the very least, we'll have evidence to show that we were the ones to come up with the idea the day
0: after. So timestamp that shit, bitches if they get Shaq just to spite us I will be so impressed (laughs) that would would be the whole if they just
1: like doing the opposite of what I say I'm just gonna start saying all the shit that I want to happen in life as the opposite i would be like man it'd be hateful if you guys gave me 15 minutes at 1am on ESPN to talk grappling I
0: hate you guys I hope you don't get Greg Oden on (laughs) next time wait I think I missed the bit Uh, (laughs) Andre Galvão wins his sixth. I know because he had to use his other hand and it only took him a brief second to be like, one, two, three, four, five, six.
1: Hold on, hold on. This is the joke I had and I couldn't quite land it. I was trying to shoehorn it in. And then by the time I remembered, I go, oh, we're off air. (laughs) Is it look like his hat that he went to go get? Which, by the way, if you win that many, do whatever the fuck you want, man. I'm not making fun of you but i just want to talk about the look of the hat the look of the hat was one where about 25 years ago when they made the movie malcolm x they just had a plethora of not quite correct hats so they just go oh we got these hats with just the letter x on it but they're like a little shifted to the left what should we do with them they go ah, save them for a few years it'll come back in one of these days i promise you
0: trust us Mm. A venture capitalists, like found my time well number six people are already making the he's the goat argument he is he might be of adcc rules that's for sure looked yoked absolute bracket which parlays that which leads to i keep using the word parlays wrong i think which <laughs> leads to an unbelievable opportunity Gordon Ryan, who famously challenged Andre Galvano, like a $30,000, $50,000 match. Oh, it got up to a million, dude. Okay. A famous, a large amount of money of a match and couldn't get it. Well, he was told to get it, he must earn it. So my hope is that he pulls the exact same card that Cron Gracie pulled with Gary Tonin and retires. So Mm. Gordon's like, Uh, Who am I going to face? I was like, my son, Cabrinha, did it. It's like, your son's two. (laughs) Yeah, he's not bad. So I don't know what's going to happen in that arena, but Andre Galval wins. Gordon Ryan defeats Marcus Buchecha by passivity, (laughs) which is such a funny. Lachlan Giles won by non-passivity, by heel hook civity.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, Lachlan Giles was the hero we needed at the right time, right place. The Gordon Ryan and Buchecha match, I said it during the show and I'll say it again. I think we are bound to see it again. I think we're waiting on maybe somebody to make it happen. But I I could tell once we were in overtime, I said, we're going to have to see this again. If nothing happened in the main portion of the match – there's no way you will hear any side, be it Buchecha's side or Gordon's side, that's going to go, yeah, I think that really showed what's what. Yeah. So I, I, I think we're just going to milk till we get to the second one. Whether we have to wait till ADCC 2021 to see it, possibly, but, you know. I think the money in that fight is, is good and it's probably not going to happen at the IBJJF. I think Gordon's been pretty vocal about his disapproval of the way that they do their things. So yeah, I, I get that part. Um, I would maybe, this is just me. I would maybe, uh, condition the fact that we talked about Andre Galvao, and they were already saying like, here's your super fight in 2021. I was hoping that Galvo would have just said, okay, I retire. And then we would have had that right then and there. And we would have known for sure and been like, oh, I guess, do we have a super fight? What do we do next year? I don't know.
0: Way more fun to torture the Gordies. (laughs) But instead, when you have people already now
1: building and saying, here comes your super fight. I've had some friends in confidence say, I think he's going to suddenly come up with an injury as we get closer to it. And I don't know how reliable that is. I, I can't tell you any of those things. I mean, Andre Galveau is obviously a very good competitor. And obviously, Gordon did what he did. But that's a long time for somebody who's retired. If I tell you I'm competition retired, and then you say, hey, Raff," but will you still compete? In two years? Yeah, sure, I'll do one like match there. No big deal. Okay, cool. Will you compete again in another two years after that? Golf's looking good, man. I'm tired. Who who wants to fight me? This new up-and-comer who's basically beating all the main guys and can't stop talking shit. Ooh, I should have taken
0: that money. Yikes. That'll be Andre Galvan's 30 for 30. We'll finally get an answer or he'll just beat him up in 2021. That'd be fun. Or, yeah. I mean, if he just shows up and does it right then and there,
1: then you have maybe one of the most anticipated matches of all time. So maybe we need to get excited for 2021 because maybe that's when we finally break through the uh, glass ceiling. Yes, that's the one. The glass ceiling of it all, people. Maybe that's the year that things really come to fruition. So maybe we were looking at it. But I can just tell you by Andre Galvaud not saying, hey, I'm retiring or anything like that. We are building the anticipation to a match that Gordon for sure wants – and maybe Galvo wants it too. Maybe now he's like, okay, now you have earned it. But instead, you have to go through Lucas Barbosa and Josh Hinger in front of me. <laughs> and then does like a a thing and then disappears in a smoke of air. Like I don't know. But if it happens and there's no complications, I like the rest of you are gonna be. I'm gonna be very happy to just to see that match.
0: So let's hope. Indeed, maybe that by then Gordon Ryan will be going shirtless like a man at ADCC. Mm. only time will tell can't wait love 2019 ready to do some nogi already was and I think that'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap I'm Kevin thanks for listening good night and good
1: kambach bye